Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How are you, friend? I'm, uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm having a little trouble sleeping these days. Really? Are you an insomniac or a non-somniac? Uh, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know a non-somniac was a thing. Yeah, my dad's uh, my dad's um, neighbor mm-hmm. slash his neighbor dad buddy Beto mm-hmm. uh, claimed to be a non-somniac. Someone who does not sleep at all. Exactly. Okay. So his claim was not that he did not sleep at all, but rather someone who, when they didn't sleep, it was because they did not require sleep. Okay. So I think he slept, he said he slept like three or four hours a night. Okay. And that was all he needed. All right. That doesn't, that seems like an exaggeration though. Calling yourself a non-somniac because you sleep. Three or four yeah, hours Yeah, like a night. half as much as you're supposed to. So you think that he should, that the rule should be only if you are a non-sleeper. I would say like if under, I want to say under two hours. Under two? Under two. What if you're doing that like Benjamin Franklin thing where you sleep for twenty minutes every four hours or whatever? If you're if you're if within twenty four hours uh-huh. you sleep less than two hours, uh-huh. then you can say you have a disorder or whatever. Okay. But if you're just a guy who doesn't sleep that I I don't know. Do you have to use like a speed chess clock? Uh ideally. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite way to keep time. Sure. Well, it's certainly... it's Bam! You know, bam! Yeah, it's my my favorite way to punctuate the editing rhythm of a film about a troubled urban youth. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind it's of... Almost, there's almost a musicality to it. You know, like the music of the streets. Boo-boo-bap. Yeah. Boo-boo-bap. 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 You know. When you're a jet, you're a yeah. jet. Yeah. Here comes a Puerto Rican. Sausages for sale. Hey, <laughs> tell your mom I said hi. Bell Butt stop. peppers. Butt stop. Bell Butt stop. peppers. I'm walking over here. Yeah, exactly. I know about the rhythm of the streets. Okay, anyway. You heard my scat. What are we talking about? We were talking about your trouble sleeping. Uh, I Okay, so listen. I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a broken record on the show lately. I have a lot of, I have a lot of cat stories. Right. And I know people do not like them. There's what? No cro- what are you talking about, Jordan? I'm being. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm kidding. I know that they like them. Oh, because they're little podcast wieners. Why did you say and they love stories about cats? Why did you say that pe- that you, people didn't like them? Because uh, I was. Uh, uh, that's uh, liter- That's the opposite of what yeah. you meant. Uh, oh, it's. I was doing uh, opposite speak. Oh, opposite speak. I learned it on the streets. Boo boo bap. Boo boo bap. Like Jonathan. Like Jonathan Swift. Bus stop. Bus stop. The legendary opposite writer. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, having some cat issues. Yeah. Cat has become uh, very active at night. Oh. A lot like of, a raccoon? A lot of, yes, exactly. <laughs> She's washing her food in a stream. Uh-huh. Uh, and Which is weird because there was not a stream in my house before. <laughs> right. So I think what has Did happened- Did she bring in some workmen? Yeah. I'm, well, there's a stream there. I don't know how it got there. Uh-huh. Is it bucolic at all? Yeah, but it's kind of nice. I mean, it, 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 it babbles like a brook. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so that's that's, that's a relaxing. really that's an upgrade for if you get a stream that babbles, mm-hmm. that means you got a premium stream because that comes standard with a brook. Yeah, but you got to pay extra to get that with a stream. Listen, I, uh, oh boy, this story's. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. This story's going to go on for another 45 minutes. Really? So, do we want to introduce our guest? I don't know what his pet situation is like, but right. maybe. He'll have something to offer, or how his sleep's doing. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know either of those things. Yeah, you you know him as a celebrated podcaster, gallerist, and a not celebrated rapper. 
uh, now a celebrated memoirist on the topic of his rap failures, uh, Jensen Karp. That was a great intro. Thank you very much. I freestyled it. I appreciate it. I speak the rhythm of the streets. I did boop bop, boop bop, subway, subway. Uh, I uh, for sure have cat issues, but I've gotten over them, and I think I can help. Uh, okay. Do you want? I mean, do you want to give us a little a little primer? I have a dog and a cat. Okay. The cat had behavioral issues for about six months, mm-hmm. nighttime, but also just crabby and mean, and was a great cat before that. Sure. But uh, just all of a sudden flipped. Yes. Yes. Like Being... feral. Like watch that TV show. Uh, cat from hell. Uh-huh. DVR'd it because I was having trouble. That's uh, that's like how oh, deep wow. it got. Yeah, like like it's not. I wasn't playing around. So you had a cat. What kind? Wait, no, hold on. Okay. What what are the symptoms? Disrespect to teachers. <laughs> yeah, yes, disrespect to teachers. Talking uh, back to elders. Cursing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know, um, like uh, attacking the dog or or not being like uh, actually sort of scratching at me. Uh, I had never mm. heard him hiss before. Yeah, and then this mm. all started to just come out of nowhere, and so. Um, I, I went to uh, a vet to, mm-hmm. because the cat had had surgery. Has your cat had anything? Uh, no, she's not had uh, – no, she's not been to the vet recently. Okay. My cat had had teeth surgery. Nothing oh, crazy okay. but had a couple teeth removed. And the cat, uh, the, the vet was like, he's, he's mad at you mm. for the surgery. Sure. And so he's like, but you got to – Misses tr- those choppers. Yeah. He misses them and is mad at me for taking them. I'm the, the harder bat- to eat taffy Yeah. Now. I'm like yeah. – I'm the anti-tooth fairy. Okay. <laughs> and I left shit under his pillow. And so um, <laughs> I got one of the streamer toys. Mm-hmm. And treats, and they just gave me like a, a three or four uh, sort of tiered project to do. Mm-hmm. I did all of them, and my cat is a very happy. You, you got to tire him out. Oh yeah, you got to tucker him. Yeah, you got to make him tired like a baby. Oh boy, do they have to be semi tuckered or plum tuckered? I think plum. Yeah. I wouldn't. I'm semi. I think you're just going half assed. So yeah. okay, so you. So this is probably kind of what I'm going through right yeah, now. Yeah, similar. Uh, scooting around the house. Doing okay. a lot of scooting around around 2 a.m. So scooting, you're talking about uh, a booty-dragging situation? Uh, no, no. This is like like dashing. Oh, dashing. Yeah. Because I did think booty-dragging, too. Yeah. That's what that's what scooting means. Yeah. Oh, no, no. This is not. I don't think she's trying like to- a, Like a two-leg crew dancer. No. I, yeah. I don't think that's <laughs> happening. I don't think she's trying to remove worms from her anus. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just a- just As a, as a two-leg, two-leg crew, crew dancer. dancer sure, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they shouldn't eat food off the ground. That's they true. They shouldn't eat that's food true. off the Uncle, ground. Uncle Luke just yeah. travels yeah. from one- side of Miami to the other. Yeah. Hates uh, catering. Seeking seeking uh, buxom women <laughs> who are having problems <laughs> with worms in their butt. Sure. Good at twerking and loose bowels. That's <laughs> yeah. the classified daddy puts up. Ideally. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of lot of just scampering. I'll just wake up because there's a yeah. there's a there's a pitter patter. Any knocking off table? Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a big table knocker off. It's a rough one. Uh, I'm trying to keep things off the tables. Yeah. that what, could potentially get knocked off. With, with regard to the pitter patter, what yeah. size are her feet? Uh, you know, standard cat size. Okay, so not tiny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Li- well, these are little fuzzies. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> little fuzzies. Sure. Little size. Jo- do you know the size Jordans your cat wears? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, okay. she. I think that's maybe that's why she's so hyper is because she spends all day. Sitting in a lawn chair on Fairfax. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, for... like a streetwear kid? Yeah, yeah, that's her. Okay. Yeah. Can I tell you something? So I... like when she gets home, she's like, oh, well, I got these new Jordans, yeah. but I've been sitting in a fucking lawn chair yeah, all day. Totally. I want to I uh, continue to address mm-hmm. the bug situation here. Mm-hmm. That's your cat's sure. name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, real quickly with regard to size of Jordans, it reminded me. I have a friend who's a sneaker enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and he recently broke his foot. 
Uh, but he's like a he's like a semi professional sneaker enthusiast, so he's always going to these sneaker cons. Oh and, yeah, yeah, I you know, know about these him. sneaker events, and he's a grown adult. Like yeah. this is a man in his how old is he? Mid forties, yeah. I'm going to say. But he's at the sneaker con Tokyo. He's at the sneaker con London, hosted by Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah it's the same <laughs> event over and over. Mark the forty five king <laughs> yeah. is there, and um uh. And so uh, uh, he he was posting pictures on Instagram of something that I found so spectacularly mm-hmm. amazing, which is he went to the sneaker cons wearing one Air Jordan on his foot and two infant-sized matching Air Jordans on his crutches. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is really wow. great. I mean, that's as good as it gets, that's right? Baller, yeah, that's yeah. commitment to being sneaker guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so back uh, to oh, Bud. Oh, you know, I have a, I have a sneaker thought. Okay. Um, you know, while you know, while we're in this zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, a, a struggle that I have is trying to keep, trying to keep the amount of nerd shit I have to a respectable level. Okay. Vinyl figurines. Uh, you know, I'm. That's never been a thing that I've wanted, but stuff like that. Video game clamshells. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. So you know, just like eh, you know, like some some is fine, and you know, obviously there's 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 handsome nerd stuff. What are you hiding? What is it? What is it that you're thinking right now? Like, what is the thing? What is, I what is saw, the thing you're most when nervous you about? say On handsome nerd stuff? Are you specifically referring to pictures of our friend Chris Hardwick? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, pictures of Chris Hardwick kissing Will Wheaton. Got it. <laughs> you know, handsome nerd That's stuff. So handsome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have the one copy of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, I saw they uh, there are some. There are some new vans coming out with 8-bit Zelda shit on them. Oh, yeah. And that – boy, I realized how how my fuckability will plummet if I get those. Oh, but I want them. Yeah. I don't know why I want them. I, I love vans and I love old Zelda. So I'm having a – I don't know. Jordan, you don't issue. have to explain this to me. If there was a new pair of Nike Air Jordans mm-hmm. that had baseball stars themed <laughs> sure. stuff on it – Yeah. I would be there. I would buy it. I don't think I'm going to buy them. Yeah, but I, thought, I will. I, I, thought, I will look at the website that has them on them. I had the Millhouse. I had the Millhouse ones. What are the Millhouse? They ones? had they had Millhouse drawn on them. I had a Pooh ones. I bought all the Simpsons ones. That just the, had a Pooh drawn on. Yeah, over and over. Yeah, like an all over weird. a Pooh. The, wait, the, these are Vans. I thought he was. I thought you were going to fist bump me, no. Jesse, which I know is not your brand. <laughs> no, I know it's sir, not your brand. But here's what I want. But, but here's what I want to say about You're a marketing it. consultant. You know, I, I know for sure. <laughs> and what I was going to say is. I was so happy that you were with me, uh-huh. and then to look up and realize number one, Jesse doesn't fist bump, which would uh-huh. make sense for who he is, sure. but also that he's not doing it. Right. I felt the pain that you're going through yeah. about the Zeldas. Yeah, like you're not going to get any fist bumps for him, and I understand that now. Zero fist bumps. Yeah. Anyway, I can understand why you would want those Zeldas. Yeah, I, I understand that completely because I rarely do I see you out of vans. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it at sixty percent vans. Sure. It's your lifestyle. Yeah. It has point. been since I've known you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a classic simple sneaker. Sure. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. It honors your Southern California heritage. Mm-hmm. And of course, you love to do kickflips. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and you love that. You love California games. Yeah, I do love California. Hacky sack, Hacky sack and Frisbee. Yeah, man. If... Hard, frustrating surfing. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about the video game? Yes, I was. Okay. And that is the hardest part of <laughs> oh, that, that entire game. Oh, that surfing is so hard. Jordan. Same as TNC surf. Yeah. Same problem. Skateboarding, elegant. elegant. Surfing, uh, uh, nonsense. No. There's no frustration. How, what do you do? I don't know what you do. Same thing as uh, landing in Top Gun. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Also, what? Yeah. If there was a pair of Diodoras <laughs> mm-hmm. right now that I could buy that were Clax themed. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Clax for the Atari Lynx. Right. Mm-hmm. 
that my rich friend in middle school gave to me because he didn't use it. Right. Maybe they'll just be a secret thing. Maybe I'll get the vans and just like put them somewhere in the house, like up on a shelf. Like I'll have a shelf for, you know, the sex stuff mm-hmm. and then a shelf behind that shelf for the stuff that is more embarrassing. Right. Well, how about this, Jordan? Yeah. And I do want to get back to Bug here. Sure. I don't know if you have a cum dumpster in your life right now. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's where I put them? Yeah. hmm Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just a fun idea it's I had. A, it's possible. Just tape them under the cum dumpster. No, use them as a cum dumpster. Oh, cum in them. Yeah. <laughs> there are. Have I? Have we talked? It shouldn't be too hard. I mean, every time you look at them, you'll probably be, you know. Close you know, to jizzing? Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yes, pre-jizzing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we have talked about those videos before of the guys who unwrap the new Jordans and then piss them, haven't we? Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, excuse Hold me. on. Number one. Excuse for you, me? For you, for you, the microphone was just thrown down. For you to even mimic that you've talked about it before. I swear to God we've talked about this on the podcast. We've talked about There's the no religious way. Sonic the Hedgehog fan art and guys who piss in their new Do Jordans. Do you know why I know you've never talked about it? Because I didn't see it on CNN about oh, you talking about it. Okay. And I know that's where it would have ended up. Because yeah, that's yeah. a crazy thing. <laughs> so they buy them. They spend all that money so on them. Here's how the videos will go. Okay. Uh, They start out like an unboxing video. Sure. Jordan, don't worry. My microphone is set up again. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) You you may continue. You toppled it over. Wait till this story's on, though. I'm positive we talked about this before. There's a... a We talked about my friend Dallas who had the tiny Jordans to go with his one big Jordan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talked about that. Anyway, well, I'll, you know, this will be nice because I think Jensen is kind of adjacent to this world and I'd like to get his reaction. Into the so. Nike pissing world? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, just piss play. Okay, piss play. Yes, yeah, yes, I, don't, yes. I don't know what sorry, you like. Sorry, I just yes, know yes, yes. that you're a man who likes uh, love it. Golden hot showers. jets. Yeah, love it. Love like it. a hot jet. Yep. Uh, so it'll start out like an unboxing video of a man unboxing these sneakers and showing them to the camera and talking about them. Well, I'm in already. I'm in. Okay. And then he will put them on mm-hmm. and he will piss himself (laughs) and then the piss will dribble down into the sneakers Uh and he'll slosh around in them he'll do little stomps so you can hear the pee squishing around in the jordans what the fuck and then that's it and then someone somewhere is masturbating for some reason that is such a specific yes because you're looking at a market Mm -hmm. of urban Homosexual <laughs> well, I don't piss know. enthusiasts. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't, I don't think it's ladies masturbating to these no, pee videos. No, no, no. Right? Yeah, but I don't know if the man. Yeah, no, you're okay. You're right. You're using the same thought that I have about phone sex, which is like, oh, it's definitely a girl on the other line, not a dude with a very girly voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably yeah. a dude with a very girly voice. Could be yeah, yeah. a dude with it. So you're saying, you're saying that the purveyors of these Michael Jordan brand sneaker. Urine videos. Mm-hmm. That's yes. Splish splash videos. Yes. Called. Yep. Uh, are traveling the world, <laughs> looking for gentlemen of dainty foot. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, ladies of husky foot. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Does he ever show his face? Uh, in the ones I've watched, in the you know nine or ten dozen that I've watched, <laughs> right. uh, you don't see the guy's face. I once and watched... you don't see his dong. I mean, it's on YouTube. What if it's Clarence Thomas? <laughs> like, Supreme like Court what's Justice. Yeah, just pans up one day and it's just Supreme Court Justice and he just Clarence goes, Thomas. Shh. Yeah. yeah. Shh, don't tell. Don't tell. It's just one. I love this. <laughs> I love pee-pee in my shoes. <laughs> and it cuts out. 
And I think there are other adjacent videos of people like ruining nice clothes. Because like I think putting it's about on a suit and yeah. then getting in a bathtub and then. Because I think it's they... about degrading. It's not about the Urban Jordan, right? It's about degrading something that's expensive. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Or I mean, are obviously... they like dope Jordans? Uh, I mean, as I, I couldn't tell you. They seem. What nice. colorway is it? <laughs> Were they the supreme? I, 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 don't I don't remember Jordans? the Jordans. I just remember the piss dribbling into them. Tell me more. <laughs> well, <laughs> talk slower. I know. Well, this is some hot jets like you like. <laughs> I accidentally watched a shoe fetish video mm-hmm. a couple years ago that was for a a slightly different form of what we're talking about, yeah. which is I was searching online for the Jordans of the Fancy Lad set. Mm-hmm. Which is a type of shoes called opera pumps, mm-hmm. uh, which are like a shoe you wear with black tie that are slip-ons with a little bow on it. Okay. Uh, chicks love them mm-hmm. when dudes wear them. And uh, so I was looking for that. I was looking for particular ones online. I can't remember. I was trying to figure out what's how, how they ran size-wise or something. So I was going to bid on them on eBay or something. And there was a video on YouTube of a middle-aged man and... Some kind of mid-tier, lower-tier sports car, like a Camaro or a Mustang or something. Okay. Uh, and it was called a heel-slipping video. Mm-hmm. And it came up because it said, like, you know, Polo Ralph Lauren mm-hmm. opera pumps, heel-slipping. Mm-hmm. And it was just him, like, sitting in the car, getting into the car, sitting on the hood of the car, and kind of slipping the heel of his shoe in and out. Hmm. They're slip-on shoes. And it... I it genuinely took me thirty seconds to realize that I was supposed to be masturbating, mm-hmm. <laughs> and even then it was hard. I'm heterosexual and not into it, but I did it. Yeah, and I did what I had well, to you do. Had to for research. Uh, yeah, the the detail of telling us that it was a muscle American car honestly made it creepier. I'm, I'm happy <laughs> yeah. you said it because I I would have thought it was a nice sports car, but since you said it was a Camaro or Mustang, it's so much creepier. <laughs> Some heel slipping. Yeah. Um. Wait, so, okay, we've, have we done all yeah, the we've shoe stuff? About, we've talked about the shoe stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's covered. I, it should be addressed that purely coincidentally, I am wearing Jordans today. As oh. am I. Mine Jordans are, that I've not worn for several years. Mine are doused in piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. what that musk is? Yeah, yeah. I've been you using have, mine your as- piss is, smells lovely, well, Thank you. I, that's why I do the videos. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been using mine as a cum dumpster. Oh, oh good, good. Yeah. Gotta put it up on the shelf. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um- so it's cat issues. Yeah. Cats yeah. scooting around. Insomnia, not non-somnia, just to summarize for yeah. the listener. Scooting around. And then she, now she'll just, at a certain point, start vocalizing. Yeah. Just Now vocalizing. what are we talking about? Like uh, well, the tip of the tongue, the teeth, and the lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, and the lips. Well, if I was to put it in song, I would say that she's uh, working on her night muse. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I came to the podcast with today. It's <laughs> pretty great. Glad we've got this much out of it because yeah. that's all I was planning. Pretty yeah. good lead in. Uh, but no, there'll just be like there'll just at the time during that there'll just come some meow, meow. Yeah, meow. Is she a Maoist? Cla- she yeah. is, and she's doing calisthenics too. <laughs> she's more of a Marxist Leninist. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Jensen, you were saying that you this. Very similar. You, similar problem. Yeah, just tired. I started tiring my cat out. Okay. I had to put 20 to 30 minutes aside to do exercises with the uh, streamer toy. Mm-hmm. You know that one. Yeah, yeah. And then also um, a little bit of just playing. Sure. Yeah, and that, and that like slows it down. Okay. What kind of exercises? 
Uh, literally, you just put the streamer toy above the cat <clears throat> and then let them pat. And let, they, they, it's just like it's their favorite toy in the world. Mm-hmm. You just have to. It's it's tiring because you have to put your arm out the whole time. Sure. And then you just mess around, and, and the, that's the way the cat works out the, that aggression. Also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start sure. b- blocking out some time in the day for, for tuckering out. And also, DVR My Cat from Hell. I'm not <laughs> kidding. It sounds like a dumb joke to throw out, but it actually sort of helped me. I mean, I've watched a few episodes of this show. This yeah. is a show where a... A rockabilly... A guy... A rockabilly weirdo. A guy who aspires to Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A man a, who... He brings a guitar case filled with cat toys to your house. That's a real <laughs> thing, not a thing I just made up. Yeah. yeah. This is, I mean, your classic reality show... Fat guy with a rock and roll attitude. Yeah, it's like if the dude from Smash Mouth didn't have a hit. <laughs> Ever. Right. Like, not even one. Um, and, uh, anyway. Show, yeah, and he shows up to your house. So and he shows up to your cat. house, yeah. and then he helps your mean cat. Yes. And he makes it less mean. Uh-huh. He does great. Did you guys see what happened when Smash Mouth endorsed Hillary Clinton on Twitter? No. <laughs> no. So, Smash Mouth endorsed Hillary Clinton on Twitter. Smash Mouth collectively? Or the guy from Smash Mouth? Ooh, that, I mean, just it was from the Smash Mouth Twitter account. Okay, and I do not know what pronoun they used, right? Wait, or or I don't know how much of Smash Mouth is the original band. I am endorsed Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, I just thought of how sad it would be to be Smash Mouth's social media manager. <laughs> yeah, that's such a fucking. I bum out. I can't imagine that's not a a guy who's not in Smash Mouth, right? There's not <laughs> a separate guy for that. The, jo- the job interview is just questions about uh, how many state fairs you can identify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you smell a churro, we're playing. <laughs> How many funnel cakes can you carry <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> backstage? We we, uh, we go on right after Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, they fucking wish these guys are going after gone after the monsters of motocross. That's I true. Think. Yeah, Papa Roach is their leading. Oh, the Prairie, the Prairie Home Companion, Smash Mouth, Double Bill that you just came up with, Jensen. It's <laughs> pretty good. Wow, I feel like committing suicide just thinking about it. <laughs> I think it sounds like a lovely evening. Yeah, like, well, they're all Hillary Clinton supporters, right? Yeah. Uh, they endorsed Hillary Clinton, and 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 the little Bernie wieners yeah. got on him. Mm-hmm. I'm not making a judgment call on Bernie Sanders, who I think is these a lovely people were man. wieners. These people were there's wieners, a, but there's a, I'm talking about a kind of guy. Yeah, you, there's a type of guy. Yeah. yeah, he wants to tell you about things. He absolutely wants to tell you about things. Yeah. Uh, but so they started they started to attack Smash Mouth on Twitter, and and <laughs> you know, uh, and you know, one of them said something like. You know, fuck you guys. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't even have a hit song if it wasn't for Shrek. And the Smash Mouth own to this kid was, "Jokes on you. We've had two hits, and one of them wasn't even in Shrek." <laughs> oh. It was. It's like the greatest exchange. That's really funny. Yeah, it's like fuck you. We have had one other hit, a hit and that song wasn't from Shrek. That Shrek had nothing to do. Well, because All Star is not a Shrek song. I think All Star is the Shrek song. I think the one they were probably talking about is Walking on the Sun. They did a cover for Shrek. I'm looking this up. Okay. Go on to talk on about okay, cat well, behavior. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I really uh, – and that to me actually maybe pointed to there is no social media manager, but a guy from Smash Mouth runs this himself. Oh, that's yeah. such a bummer. Mm-hmm. I, that's like Blues Traveler that John Popper gets in fights with people on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Because he, he searches his own name. I, I, yes. I, like John Popper has a Google alert for himself, and if a comedian will make a joke that involves the phrase Blues Traveler, he'll get at you. Like really? big time. Not even if you don't even have to at him. 
Yeah. He just has the Google alert if you mention him. And you got to be careful because he's got those bandoliers. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what could happen. Yeah. Uh, they have two songs, and I think they have songs in both tracks. Okay. And one of them is All Star, and the other one is a, I just can't find out what cover it is, but the other one is a cover. Okay. Do they have a song in Puss in Boots? <laughs> no. They, they got rid of them for that. Yeah. They're like, finally an opening. They're like, guys, we finally we finally got LFO. <laughs> you know what did come up when I did type in Smash Mouth cover, which is by far a sadder result? Mm-hmm. Listen to Smash Mouth cover, cover under pressure in memory of David Bowie. You know what? <laughs> no. I will say this. Oh, no. I will oh, no. say this. Oh, no. When that happened, it was the target of all of the internet hate. Sure. Right. Couldn't have been more poorly timed. You know, one of the internet's favorite targets. You know, gets out there and does something that's, you know, maybe a little too soon. Mm-hmm. Song's not that bad. Oh come on! It's really? not. You know, it's not if good. Brian is loading it up for it's us right now. Pretty. Did you like? It's by the numbers. There's no surprises. They just do the song. Did they you don't like... incorporate the Vanilla Ice verse. <laughs> <laughs> no, Vanilla Ice is not involved. Were you a fan of Limp Bizkit's Fame? They covered Fame. Oh no! Yeah, they did a while Ooh. back, way pre-death, but. It's like them and Everlast doing fave. Limp Biscuit or dead? Well, to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that, Limp Biscuit. Fuck yeah, you. Carp doesn't fuck hey, with you. They get hit pretty hard in my book, just to be honest with you. Fred oh, Durst does not get it good. Hold on. Yeah, I worked with him a lot, unfortunately. You, you, we, we mentioned your memoir. Yeah, that's the book. <laughs> Do you want to. Yeah, let's save this for the next segment. Okay, sure. Okay, sure. so wait, are we going to listen to the Smash Mouth song? Yeah, well, yeah of course please. we're going to listen okay, to the Smash please. Mouth song. Ooh. It's by the numbers. Yeah, I mean, so far, it really just... They're just playing the song. Yeah, but it has a little bit of a little Jimmy Buffett vibe to it. <laughs> it's not good. It's, I, I, it's not, I didn't say it was good. I'm just saying that I think it got... It got face-fucked by everyone for being this, you know, for being this awful, sacrilegious thing. When I think these guys are just playing the song, I think they genuinely like it. You know. Dude's a bad singer. He's a terrible I mean, he's singer. Not tec- he's not even technically a singer. Well, what's weird about it is they have, they have the, all they've done with the entire mm. song is just add a little bit of smash-mouthy, like, guitar chorusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just a, there's a little there's a few extra guitar tracks or something sure. you know whatever it is that gives those Smash Mouth guitars the guitar song mm-hmm. sound of Smash Mouth it's a special pedal but only <laughs> like ten percent of that and plus the guy's a shitty singer <laughs> like that's the difference yeah. between they don't have a take on the song right other than what if we did that song. <laughs> But with less good of singing. Sure. It's like when it's like when Cheesecake Factory makes Chinese food, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It's like it's like sure you tried. I'm proud of you. You did exactly what we do. But you put we your all make it diarrhea. Know, yeah, you this. put your CPK shit in it, and yeah, that makes yeah. it bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I think. Yeah. I think. But but from the way people were attacking it, you would think that there was a rap or a reggae verse or something, right? Which right. I think would would tip it over into audacious. You know, that 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 obnoxious zone that they have inhabited before anyway i think smash mouth probably have a reggae album right oh my god i, I mean i think so. they are there i think their rock is probably reggae tinged like a reggae tinged rock sound yeah like i think they they kind of in, are in that space with 311 and sublime yeah they usually headline reggae sunsplash right oh yeah right with <laughs> or the, the 311 with peter tosh <laughs> <laughs> yeah with all and all the uh, illegitimate marley children <laughs> <laughs> 
And Dan Marley from the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> and of course, the dear departed Marley and me. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> now I'm just imagining. Now all I can think about is like a college rock band, like OAR or something yeah, like of that. of a revolution, sure. But it's, but it's like Dan Marley, Mark Price. <laughs> Craig Elo. Craig, Craig Elo. Elo. And Brad Darty. Brad Darty on the stand-up bass. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. New to Maximum Fun, the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. All sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Find us at MaximumFun.org or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And if it's not clear, this is a comedy podcast. Beef out. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Jensen Carp, the Jewish Jay-Z. You don't like you it? wouldn't just say Jew-Z? No, I wouldn't. I Why would... wouldn't you? Well, because here's the thing. I give respect enough to Jay-Z to say, I'm the version of you. I don't need to switch it. Because oh. if I was going to go regular name for Jew, it's, sure. be- it's Beanie Siegel. Have you met... <laughs> <laughs> that's just a Jewish name. Yeah, that's not... Have you met a Jewish Beyonce? Uh, well, would that be Jewonce? I don't know. I mean, you're, this is your, this yeah, is no, your deal. Right. I, right. was, I was in favor of Jews. Jewish Beyonce is technically Barbara Streisand. Okay. <laughs> Just if you're going by math. Sure. Yeah. And I am. Then that's I am what it nothing is. but mathematical. Sure, yeah. That's what it is then. I'm interested that you're claiming the Jew rap throne. I do. It's me and Barman. And I don't think that there are any of the Beastie Boys Jewish. No, I, yes, I don't. Well, Search is ha- like Search decides when he wants to be Jewish. So let's put that in a category of its own. MC Search. MC Search Third is Jewish base. sometimes, and sometimes uh-huh. he's not Jewish. Depends on the interview. The Beastie Boys. I hey uh, depends on if there's a McRib at stake. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Uh, my thing is uh, for the Beastie Boys. I'm the biggest fan. They're top three inspiration for me. But I do not put them as straight rappers. I, I put them as guys. Gay who, rappers? No, yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I put them as homosexual rappers. This is a very big uh, breakout for me here yeah. in this podcast. Um, I just don't, like there's some real stories in this yeah, book. Of well, it's a pretty juicy, pretty juicy memoir. Um, I don't think I don't. I just put them in a different category. They were they were with Rick Rubin doing punk rock, and then they they were influenced by the hip hop stuff, and were sort of uh, always a hybrid to me, but always yeah. the best of the hybrids. But as far as straight hip hop, there are not many of us. Yeah, you probably are better at rapping than they are. I think I I feel they weren't rappers, but that's not a diss at all. That's just you the- know what I really like this theory. It's true. I've been known once every three years. Mm-hmm. I forget that everyone likes the Beastie Boys besides me. Mm-hmm. You don't like them at all. I like uh, some of their music videos. Are fun, right? That's a Spike Jones fan. Yeah, and I like. I mean, like, I like uh, Sabotage. That's a fun song. You like Ill Communication? I bet. The I song like with the. Tip. I like the one where I like the one where they go intergalactic planetary <laughs> and the robots are fighting. Yep, that happened. That was fun. Um, I hate it when they rap. And that's because they're not rappers. 
Yeah, I, this gives me a whole new vista yeah. on the Beastie Boys because all I feel like is it's little babies yelling at me. But now that I think of them as just a creative vocalist. That's what they were. Like, uh, oh, like the guy from Faith No More. Exactly. Very <laughs> sure. similar. P- Patton, Mike Patton, right? Yeah, Mike Patton. Very similar. I would say it's a, a similar bit. Yeah, because I think the songs that I like the most are the least rap-centric ones. Sure. I like the kind of fun sounds they make and you stuff. You didn't like Check Your Head. I don't like basically anything. <laughs> I think I just listed all the things right. about That's the Beastie Boys yeah. that I like. That's yeah. it. Because my shit was Paul's Boutique. I also, as a kid, you loved License. I loved License Ill because it was just like noise. But as I grew up, I, I only really have strong, strong appreciation. Like, wow, this is a, a classic record about Paul's Boutique. I think I didn't even, I didn't, we're not going to get into a huge rap thing, I promise. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Jensen's rap I received career. Paul's Boutique as a, uh, as a gift for I think my twelfth birthday. That's a great gift. Who, what, did you hang out with only Pitchfork uh, critics? <laughs> this is from Mike Nguyen. All right, uh, it was a lovely guy. Yeah, Mike, if you're out there, get in touch. Thank yeah. you for the Beastie Boys album. He's very credible. Yeah, it's from Jordan's high school friend DJ Shadow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kid Koala, my friend from middle school. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think I did not like the be- I did. I was completely not exposed to the Beastie Boys as a kid. Like I'm a little bit too young. Yeah. To have uh, enjoyed them in their first round of celebrity, and uh, you know they they didn't become beloved icons until I was in my late teens, and by then the sound of their voice was too annoying to me. And listen, I I totally understand what you're saying. I do believe them to be pioneers, but I also believe them to be pioneers with Rick Rubin. I don't think it was like them alone. They weren't a rap group to me. Okay, I I like that. As I said, this makes me feel a lot better about the Beastie Boys overall. The whole idea of it is a ton of fun to me. Third base were my dudes. And I support it. I support it all the way. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about uh, let's talk about Jensen, your rap career, because yes. uh, you have a new book out that's called Kanye West Owes Me $300. Yes. That is my book. Colin, something else. Uh, <laughs> and other uh, true stories from a white rapper who almost made it big. So you were, when I met you the first time. Yes. Some years ago. Yes. Uh, later, someone informed me about your rap career, and I remembered a song that you had in, I want to say, a basketball video game that I, I did, had. in NBA Live 2003. Yeah, there you I go. Had a song called Blau, produced by DJ Clue. Yeah. yeah. So I may still be playing NBA Live 2003. <laughs> I have a tendency to play whatever whatever sports video game I can get for 99 cents. Yes. I will technically, I went platinum on that. Really? Because wow. they sold like 2 million copies of the video game, <laughs> and the video that... game came with a CD. So I, the CD, <laughs> oh, the CD got a plaque. Shit. Yeah, because it's the only video game that EA put out with a CD. So kids that were like eleven years old, that's my wheelhouse. Like they know wow. everything I've done because that's one of their first CDs ever. And by everything what, okay. you've done, you mean that song, that one yeah, song. That song. What yeah, else? Yeah. What else is on there? Uh, there's a there's a Busta Rhymes song. There's um, there's a lot of big people. Fabulous has a song on it. Um, a guy named B. Rich has a song on it uh, from Baltimore. And there's just a bunch of different rap people who uh, Snoop has a song on it. Uh, just Blaze, I think, did a couple instrumentals. Uh, and yeah, it was a great. It was, I feel like that was. A, I feel like Just Blaze doing instrumentals was a big selling point. Like scored by Just Blaze. Yeah, it was just like three Just Blaze beats. Yeah, me there. and him were consultants for EA together, and he they just kept bringing him in for like NBA Street and whatever thing they could get from him because <laughs> he's also a video game nerd. So he would just show up and he'd be excited to do it. Just Blaze, and, by the way, uh, currently makes all of his le- uh, hip- legendary hip hop producer Just Blaze. Uh, the architect, along with Kanye West, of yeah. the many of the great hit records of the early 2000s, yeah. um, uh, apparently just makes 
almost all of his living now DJing European EDM festivals. Yeah, he's an EDM guy. Uh, I think the uh, the uh, punk slash metal analog of this is yes. I think there are bands who are touring now based on having had a song in a Tony Hawk game. Oh, yeah? <laughs> like, there are bands who can fill up a couple of dates a year from people who knew them from the Tony Hawk game. Yeah, I think that's real because I feel like about once every three months, I go to watch a rap video on YouTube mm-hmm. that I remember from my childhood, and it'll be like... It'll be like uh, uh, like game recognized game mm-hmm. by JT the Bigger Figure. I know the figure. He's yeah, that's a good one. Or like um, or, or like a hieroglyphic song. Sure, that from when I was in high school. And those always showed up in Tony Hawk. Games. And every comment yeah. is about yeah, it is just twenty uh, four year olds reminiscing about playing Tony Hawk as teenagers. Yeah, Ozo yeah. Motley. I think Ozo Motley. Oh, Motley. yeah, an Ozo one. Motley song. That is a good one. Ozo Motley does the Hollywood Bowl because of Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the reason why, like, the, the, like Goldfinger still plays three yeah. times a year. It's because they had the one song in Tony Hawk. Yeah. Uh, I interviewed uh, Ozo Motley once at KCSC, our college mm-hmm. radio station. They couldn't have been lovelier dudes. Was Charlie Tuna in this interview? Uh, no, this was, a, this was post-Charlie yeah. Tuna. Sure. Um, and, uh, it was, ju- but immediately post Charlie Turner. <laughs> a couple weeks. And, uh, I, re- I still could like sing their station ID they recorded for <laughs> us, which was, there was like four different dudes, this big band and they all went, we are Ozo Motley. And then one of the guys said, you are listening to, and, uh, then another guy went, blaze it up. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's Santa Cruz. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ozo so, Motley's fun. If, if somebody if somebody wants me to go to the Ozo Motley show with him, I'm fucking in. That's a that blast. first record's great. Yeah, love great, that record. Great record. Yeah. Uh, you have a Fred Durst thing. Yeah. Well, I the, the quick the elevator pitch of my career was yeah. that I um, had always loved rap. Mm-hmm. Always been good at battling. I was always pretty much my city's best battler, which isn't saying much. But but in the valley, I pretty much decimated anyone who thought they could battle. And then I took it on to L.A. Just and... all everybody, all when all the kids would gather outside the big boy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was exactly <laughs> Is that how where it, went it down. happened. Exactly how it went down. Okay, uh, Do you are you telling me you even beat Drew Carey? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I destroyed Drew Carey. Wow. Uh, and so I would. Uh, I entered a radio contest mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles called the Roll Call, which mm-hmm. is regional here in L.A. and New York. Uh, it was originated here in LA by the Baker Boys, who are, you know, a foundation in, in urban radio. And uh, before me, the only champion had ever won 10 days in a row. And you battle against three or four people a day over the phone. You don't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. You have to come up with punchlines. Some are freestyle, some are written. And I won 46 days, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. And so I pretty much had to start getting paid as a radio personality. I was started to look like payola, so they had to like work it out. How old were you at this point? I was 19. Okay. I was going to USC. Uh, and I was an intern on what, uh, the Flintstones 2 movie. You may have seen it, Viva Rock Vegas. Uh, and oh, it's absolutely my favorite yeah, Flintstones it's movie. The best. You can see it. It's that really I, underrated. It's the babe pick in the city of Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can see I, I was. really like, yeah. I mean, it's just so far and away better like, than Flintstones 1. It's the I Gremlins like 2. Yeah. I was yeah, about right. to say, yeah, I sure. like they gave it a satirical edge, yeah. sort of like Gremlins 2. We're commenting on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and so. Wait, uh, that was the one. That didn't have the original cast, right? Correct. We had Mark Addy as as uh, Fred Flintstone. <laughs> we had Jane Krakowski as uh, Betty Rubble. Okay. And then we had uh, a Baldwin. We had Stephen Baldwin as Barney. Okay. And then I, I oh, Kristen Johnson was our was our uh, Wilma Flintstone. Okay. Wow. Was she addicted to serious drugs at the time? There was I know something that's weird a big going part on. of her life story. There was something weird going on. Yeah. Uh, Seems like a cool lady. But, yeah. But yeah. we had Alan. We had Alan Cumming, which I loved. He as, was a, as the Great Kazoo. 
<laughs> I did the great kazoo was yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I was doing and then rapping on the phone at 6 p.m. every day. Okay. And when I walked off, the, I, I retired from the roll call myself to do finals at USC and I got a million dollar record deal offer from Jimmy Iovine based okay. on the buzz that was going on. And so from there, I recorded an album that included Redman and Fabulous and Maya and uh, a, a young Kanye West, mm-hmm. DJ Quick, DJ Clue. All these people worked on my record just because they spent a ton of money on it. And uh, it was a weird ride. And that's what the book's about is sort of being in these situations um, that I ran into while having way too much money for a production hmm. budget in, in the music industry. You really got in under the wire the on million-dollar record deals. Literally, I think I was the last one they handed out, and I might be the reason it stopped. Uh, <laughs> but like, it was me and like Linkin Park, and it was just people who were making so much money for no reason, uh, and I was one of them. Yeah. I just love the idea that uh, you got this million-dollar record deal by winning the freestyle contest on the radio for, uh, for a month and a half yep. in a row. Thus making you essentially the white gin. Yeah, well, I, well, Jin and I came up together. So, like, Jin, Jin, I, we ended up working together a little bit because it was like, yeah, you were the radio Jin. He's the TV hawk. Did he teach you to speak Chinese? No, no, he. I didn't even. The song, his song did not work. Very rough. The song. Did, and by when you say legendary, that is very sweet of you. Uh, Jin was a uh, Jin was a uh, like a repeat champion on Freestyle Fridays mm-hmm. on 106 in Park mm-hmm. on BET, uh, who was Asian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he signed with the Rough Riders. With DMX. Which was a very <laughs> interesting brand mix. It was a weird decision. Uh, you know, I mean, hey, you want to be friends with Eve? You can be friends with Eve. Swiss you want to meet Jadakiss? Um, but uh, you want Sheik Luch to carry your weed? Yeah, exactly. Come on in. But that, that Jin and I had similar gimmicks, which is that Jin didn't look like your normal rapper. I look like an accountant, mm-hmm. and it makes sense that like we both sort of took off at the same time because hip hop was looking for new voices. If they were ready for them or not, I don't. I think the answer is no, based on what happened to Jin and I. But I think they were looking for it, and now in 2016, it's hard to find a rapper that doesn't look like he works at Hot Topic. Like it, it, it was just we were both very early as to like trying to find new voices. Do you keep up with Jin? Uh, uh, Jin is a okay, very funny. Uh, Jin just started following me on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Hey, he's doing stand up comedy. Okay, great. Yeah, is, yeah. He, is he fun? Is he fun and funny like Justin Guarini? I, well, I didn't want to look to be honest. I sort of just, <laughs> I just went, no, oh, good to see he's doing all right, and then yeah. I kept moving. Didn't want to look into his stand up career. <laughs> um, no. uh, oh, did and did I make this up? Are you the game you did the song for? Are you a secret character? Yeah, yeah. If you, oh. I asked, I asked to for the code. I mean, literally, that's to me, that's like writing on my tombstone shit. Because sure. I'd grown up playing Lakers versus Celtics on, you know, like on EA Sports on Genesis. It's my favorite. It was my favorite thing growing mm-hmm. up. And so for them to include my song was cool. That's cool, whatever. But that could be like a little bit of label politics. But for them to put me as a surprise character, it was incredible. So you typed in California. I asked for it to be Jewish. The game developers were like, no, that's uh, anti-Semitic. Uh, <laughs> and so that you type in California in. In the um, in the like in the menu, yeah, and then I pop up as a, a secret character, yeah, Hell with yeah. short shorts. I asked for John Stockton shorts and goggles. How were your stats? The, okay, so so the uh, program d- uh, developers told me that you can uh, pick any rating you want, one to ninety nine. We don't allow a hundred. And I said okay, and uh, I said so. Uh, what did Fabulous pick? And they go ninety seven. I go well, what did another rapper pick? They go Be Rich pick ninety nine. And I was like ah. Oh. And I'm so obsessed with, like, in hip-hop, I like being real. Nowadays, I don't really care. I'll listen to Rick Ross and be like, oh, you're acting. But, like, at the time, I didn't. I love hip-hop so much, I, I couldn't front. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, always wanted to admit that I was from the suburbs. I wasn't raised with money, but I wasn't raised without money. So I wanted to make sure that I, I respected this art form mm-hmm. I love so much. And so I wanted to do the same thing with the game. So when they were like, what's your rating? I was like, honestly, I only played freshman. Like, I didn't even really play JV. 77? And they were like, no, again, any... Sure. Any rating you want. The other guys pick 90s. I go, well, I'm a 77. 
And so the sad part is, wow. is if, if you find me as a hidden character and you're so stoked you found me, you, you just have a bench you warmer a on your character. team. Yeah, he's not, he's not any good at sure. it. Yeah, so that's what I have. I'm a secret character in the Def Jam wrestling game. Oh, so my God. Wouldn't that be incredible? to brag, but. Bubba Sparks is in that game, though. Yeah, well. And we came up together, and I was like, what a lucky fucking, that's great. Uh, t- uh, speaking of uh, uh, speaking of crippling addictions, I interviewed uh, Bubba Sparks a year or two ago. Lovely guy. Sure, he's doing, I heard he's doing great now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's a country rapper now. Yeah, he went uh, kind of viral a couple weeks ago because he's lost like 150 pounds. He looks like he just got back from the war, hmm. and he married uh, Miss Georgia or something. He married a beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, and so that went viral, like, well, look how skinny he is, and look how hot his wife is. That's like, you know, made bigger news than any song he's released in 10 years. I actually got so excited about Bubba Sparks. I was a big Bubba Sparks fan. As you big, should be. I am a big Bubba Sparks fan. And uh, uh, he had, as I said, he had recorded a couple of country rap songs, mm-hmm. which is a new genre. It's a new thing. I mean, it's not a completely new thing. There's always been, like, Haystack and stuff. Yeah. But um, it's a pretty new thing where these these uh, hip-hop He's just basically just fat dudes in truck sure. in trucker hats sitting on tractors uh, do rap songs, and uh, I liked Bubba so much because uh, I like country music and uh, Bubba makes it work really well. And that I probably spent three hours on YouTube watching country rap videos, just chasing the dragon yeah. of another <laughs> thing that I would like. And uh, yeah, it turns out, I feel like it was Waylon, Waylon Jennings has a son who raps as like Shooter or something like that, uh, who actually was not bad. He okay. was the by far the best of the bunch. But like, even like the dudes that are on Bubba Sparks' song uh, were garbage. <laughs> they yeah, were just he, garbage. He has someone he's bringing out in that style too. Oh yeah. But he Deliverance, the second record, is, is one of the best. Is it's classic. A, yeah, yeah, it's a truly and, great and, record. And Interscope just threw it in the trash. And so like we 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 came up together, signed at the same time. I talk about him a lot in the book. I talk about Haystack in the book a little. Um, and so yeah, the, the book is basically the you know sort of the industry. I, I went through it as an observer. I was a journalism major, so I always kept my eyes open and I tell these stories about you know doing NBA Live and Buster Rhymes not wanting any ham in the dressing room. The, like little things that just are so strange that have never been talked about and I wrote a song with Cisco and I talk about going to his house and stealing porn from his bedroom and all these <laughs> weird little things. What that kind I, of porn did you steal from his bedroom? Well, that's the whole thing. I, I was told by uh, college roommates that there was a big rumor on the internet that Cisco was homosexual mm-hmm. and I was a huge Drew Hill fan and to me that was like kind of shocking because all of his lyrics are about like, you know, laying some woman down and sexing her and so they were like, well, if you feel anything at the house, like, let us know. It would be pretty shocking if you found out that a uh, male R&B singer was homosexual. Yeah, I think that would be a big deal. <laughs> because their themes are uh, their themes are so romantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're about ladies. Like, and, and many of them are, are famous pussy slayers, like yeah. Luther Vandross, for example. <laughs> or Johnny Gill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of rumors that go around about a yeah. lot of R&B singers. And so when I, when I went to uh, write at his house, he was uh, – Extremely cordial, very nice. Uh, I worked with another writer who I'd worked with who wrote um, Fong Song with him. Uh-huh. And so Cisco would come down and say hello and, you know, sort of. It was the, um, David Mamet, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was me, David Mamet, uh-huh. the guy, yeah, and, and Cisco, the Thong song. song writers, yeah. Sure. And so uh, he, he did it right after Sp- Spanish Prisoner, oh, which makes sense because it's yeah. in the There's same. Some similar themes wheelhouse. there, yeah. And so um, 
I Cisco's a very nice man. Leaves. What was weird is that he insisted his wife have a part in the thong song. Sure, yeah. Wait, it, What's her name? Oh, David Rebecca Pidge, Rebecca Pigeon <laughs> and Shoshana, the the daughter. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah. They they both were in it. And so sh- he comes down, says hello, leaves, and then I have to go to the bathroom. And uh, Marquise, the the other writer, says, "We'll go inside. It's up the stairs to the right. Now you'll pass Cisco's bedroom. It's right off his bedroom." I go, "Great, that's fine." And so I go up there and uh, I stop, and his room is like real creepy. It's like the bed's on the floor. Like, you know, it, it looks like the, the same, like... You mean like the bed is flush? Like it's yeah. a recessed bed? Yeah. It's like clearly he has clearly he has rented this place in Tarzana, mm-hmm. California, to record an album or something. Like, he's not living there. Like, it, 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 even if he's talking about having sex with women, it's not in this house. He probably has, like, a sex house that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Like, this right. is this is garbage. You mean as described on his album, sex house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever see that jiggle? I mean, what's a good neighborhood for a sex house if not Tarzana? I mean, it's pretty good. That's probably, well, yeah. Yeah. Do you know that show Gigolos? Do you ever see it? No. Oh, well, there's a show. I have watched the Gigolos. So before. in the house, you know how there's not any, there's not really any furniture. So Gigolos, there. this is a show on Showtime. Yes, about male where prostitutes. Male prostitutes. And so you get this, it has, you know, all the trappings of a reality show about, yeah. like, you know, trashy, you know, people. Yes. Like a housewife. These are leathery men. Yes. Uh, but you also just get to see. You know, like non-penetrative sex. You see soft cores. Yeah. And then you see the housewife shit. Anyway, the houses look like that. And so Cisco's, I look over at his, at his TV and it's flanked on both sides by stacks of DVDs. Like in the same way that like the Ghostbusters librarian <clears throat> categorizes mm-hmm. books. Right. Like it's just like right up to the top. And so I was like, oh, that's weird. And I'm a movie guy. I collect DVDs. So I was like, what does Cisco have? And I walk over and I quickly realize they're all a lot porn. Of cr- a lot of criterion <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, it's all, it's all a Ooh, Kurosawa. Grey Gardens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Das Boot. <laughs> well, he has that Ed Wood that was recalled because the song. Uh, and so like it's What's all- that? There was an Ed Wood, the first Ed Wood DVD that came out. They like re- pulled it really quick. Oh, there was, like, I didn't some know that. Special Cause, yeah, because Ed Wood was hard to find on DVD yeah, for a while. Now, yeah, now it became easy. Andy is a DVD of the '89 Fleer <laughs> Billy Ripken card that says "fuckface." <laughs> <laughs> just all these rare, it's all the rarities. Uh, <laughs> this DVD is just a stamp with an upside down airplane. <laughs> um, so it's Orson Welles <laughs> doing champagne commercials. <laughs> <laughs> this is that Jerry Lewis clown movie. Oh, uh, okay. So, so Cisco's the one who has that. He has it. Yeah, Cis- uh, the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> sure. uh, so I look, and it's all porn, and I'm like, oh, well, that's crazy. And then I remember my roommates. These thinking, are DVDs. These are not Blu-rays. No, no, we're not in. We're not in Blu-ray town. Okay. No, we are way too early for that. This okay. is like 2000, 2001. I just wanted to get a sense of the picture quality. I understand. I understand. Yeah. For for uh, I understand. You, you're you're looking for HD. Yeah. And so it's stacked up, and I look at it, and I'm like, oh, it's all hetero. And then I look closer, mm. and it's a lot of gangbang, like like a lot of ga- like a lot of gangbang, like mm-hmm. penis one ratio, you know, or like like five hundred penis to one vagina <laughs> ratio, like a crazy penis, yeah, like a crazy difference. Yeah, and so um, yeah, and so I I kind of went in the bathroom thinking I knew too much, like fuck, what do I do? And then yeah, and then in the book I talk about it, but I I took home some souvenirs, some Cisco gangbangs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. SGBs. SGBs. <laughs> So yeah. what's that? So I, uh, I mean, I don't want you to to blow this whole book here for this podcast, which People I won't. Should buy. There it. are a million stories like that, but I do would like to hear a little bit about Durst. So Durst, um, Robert Durst, from yeah, the well, he he doesn't know how to spell that. Really tell us about say. political comedian Will Durst <laughs> and your relationship. <laughs> okay, with him. well, Will, uh, mm. he's just he's slanted to the left, to the right for sure. Uh, so 
Fred Durst was uh, something you just couldn't get away from in the early 2000s. Yeah, this was industry. around the same time. And and ironically, Fred doesn't always miss. His music is terrible himself. <laughs> but he signed, you know, some terrible things like Stained and Puddle of Mud. But he also signed Ringside, She Wants Revenge, and Kenna. Mm-hmm. All good. And Kenna's my favorite album of the 2000s. So, like, he had a decent ear. Kenna was a guest on The Sound of Young America many years Great ago. musician. Yeah. Incredible album. Lovely dude, too. If, if, if the Neptunes produced Oingo Boingo, that's what that first album sounds like. All right, silence. Sure. So I, I'm just accepting it. Great, great. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I'm making a mental note to look it up on should. Spotify when I get home. New Sacred Cow, great album. And so I um, am dealing with uh, a lot of people in the music industry when sort of all the buzz is coming at me, and one of them is a, is a rumor because I've done some things with DJ Lethal from House of Pain, but also from Limp Bizkit, and he goes, Fred Durst heard your stuff and really loves it. And was, so, so how how did I guess I became aware of Limp Bizkit? In high school, mm-hmm. as we all were did. just a thing. Yeah, where were they? Were they created? Were they just a fucking garage band in yeah, a van? They, yeah, they were a garage band in Jacksonville, Florida, okay. and then they ended up putting DJ Lethal in the band when they got to Interscope. <clears throat> but they were like a, a garage band in, in Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, cock rock. Okay, and so um, and so he was a big deal. And so hearing that he wanted to sign me, even though I wasn't necessarily a Limp Biscuit fan, that's a big thing to hear at nineteen, trying to fucking break it in the music industry. So it's a lot of hope in it. Especially because, like, I'm still on the radio and I don't really know who's trying to sign me. I don't know Jimmy's waiting for me. I don't know any sure. of this shit. So hearing the Fred Durst wants to include me in his roster. Of, Nookie is appealing. I mean, the, 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 sure. the, the song or the noun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both. Uh, and so I was excited. And so I did a radio appearance on Power 106 where they, for the first time ever, they were going to play a Hawk Carl song, which mm-hmm. was my, my, my hip-hop name. And so it was a big deal for me. My grandparents were tuning in. I was only freestyling and battling. This was the first time a song I ever recorded was on the radio. And so um, they hype it up. At 6 o'clock, or no, it's 8 o'clock, we're going to play the first Hawk Carl song ever on the radio. And I'm like, oh my God, everyone I know is pressing record at the same time. And they go, but first we're going to introduce a special guest. We didn't know he's coming in. Give it up for Fred Durst. So I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking perfect. I'm sitting at home. My mom's on the phone. I'm like, this is great. Fred's going to hype me up, right? And so he goes, uh, they go, Fred, we're going to play this Hot Carl song. What do you think about Hot Carl? And I'm like, oh, here we go. And he goes, I think he's a fucking nerd. I think his voice is terrible. I don't think he's going anywhere. Whoa. And like, you could hear the gasping in the studio. Like, it's it's not something you've never heard that. I've now, never heard. to be fair... He turned out to be right on all counts. <laughs> he's, pretty, he's pretty close. Uh, he nailed it. He just didn't say virgin, which would have put it all together. And so I didn't know what to do. And it was such – I had so much hope in what was about to happen and now it's deflated. And so I call in – That it's so weird to think that there was a time in culture yeah. in America yeah. where what Fred Durst said mattered. Huge. By the way, yeah. huge. That shouldn't – have ever been. Yeah, this is a time when the Bloodhound Gang sold 4 million records. I mean, this is a, this is a different time in music. Sure, I have sure. such a hard time thinking back to anything before the turning point that happened. I mean, you and I remember where we were yeah. when Jin taught us to speak <laughs> yeah. Chinese. Everything is post and pre that, like 9-11. Yeah, exactly. It is speak Chinese, yeah. Well, I think of, I mostly think of 9-11 as post when Jin taught us to speak Chinese. <laughs> Music's better now, right? That might Music's have been just better. before Jin taught us yeah. to speak yeah, Chinese. it's true. Uh, and so, yeah, and so Fred shit on me. And wow. so I, I called the radio station and I, and I said, put him on the fucking phone. And Lethal was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like in my college dorm screaming. And I'm like, put him on the fucking phone. And they won't. He goes, he goes tune in. I'm going to fix this. And so they come back after my song and they go, well, Fred, a lot of people have been calling in, which is probably a lie. It's just me. 
Uh, and they go, a lot of people have been calling in. And uh, they're mad at you for what you said. And Fred goes, you know, I was messing around. I was trying to make that dude more famous. You know, like just trying to be like a – like I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do. He's, I guess he was trying to be a troll before that was a thing. Hmm. And so he goes, I might even sign that dude. And I was like, okay. All right. And so we end up getting a song together. And and so Interscope sets up a song. Yeah. And so he's going to get paid way too much to do it. And he's like – it's not my favorite song now, listening back. Like, it's kind of like a gimmicky single. Mm-hmm. And so I waited in the studio for three hours and he stood me up. Oh. And I had never spoken to him really again. Huh. Yeah. But and that song exists. That song exists with another real talented dude, though. Oh. With Mark McGrath. <laughs> 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 yeah, I did that song with Mark McGrath like two weeks later. Did you really? I did, yeah, I did. Wow. Mark, I mean, you, Mark took the Fred spot. What a Kind of a perfect replacement. What a slice, comparable artist. What a yeah. slice yeah. of that time. One guy who takes himself very serious, the other who doesn't. Mark, Mark McGrath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, by all counts, Mark McGrath gets it. Realizes that he's. I Martin don't know McGrath. if he gets it. He never engaged in my f- feud with his crews. Oh, that's right. Cru- oh, right. The, I invited he him. He canceled to- it, didn't he? He did. Yeah. And he never. I I tried so hard to have a mutually beneficial feud between mm. my crews and his crews. <laughs> you won the feud. An inter cruise feud. You were the LL Cool J to his cannabis, though. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He fell off. But anyway, that's my Durst. Okay. Do you still keep in touch with Mark McGrath? Uh, Mark McGrath follows me on Twitter. Okay. Uh, every once, much like Jin. Yeah. Every once in a while when I do something that he thinks is funny, he'll put like brilliant and then I'll write back and I'll go, hey, I want to get, because it was like recently he did yeah. it. And I was like, I'd like to get you my book. I talk about, he threw threw a birthday party for me for my 21st birthday. Oh. Very nice. Mark, really nice of Mark McGrath. It, it was very sweet of Mark McGrath. And I imagine that it was just soaked with pussy juices. Mm, well, no. We, it's funny enough. We played Scrabble all night. No, no, it was a fucking pussy fest. Yeah, no, it was Las Palmas in LA. It was like a Hollywood club. It, he like it made me make out with a playmate. No, it was fucking crazy Mark McGrath shit. He got a tattoo on his neck that he had removed a couple days later. Crazy story. At uh, the party? Yeah. No, no, right afterwards. He got like, wow. super, anyway, that's all in the book. And so Mark um, follows me and puts like brilliant or like really cool, funny, whatever. And he writes something and then I'll go, I want to get you a book. And then he never writes me back. Mm. But I want to get him the book. He just writes back, can't read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes, so, or he goes, or he goes, so my assistant is reading Twitter to me. Yeah, someone goes, this isn't Mark. This is the guy who runs Smash Mouth social media. Uh, I do all of these. I'm, I'm owning Bernie Sanders fans, <laughs> so I can't respond to you. Yeah, that's my, that's my scoop. Look, I don't, mean to, I don't mean to ask the most obvious question on earth mm-hmm. that you've answered in every time you've talked about your book anywhere, but yes. does Kanye West owe you $300? He does. He owes me $300. Kanye and I worked together very, very early in his career. Um, he actually- When wor- everyone still thought his name was Kane West. It, or Kane E. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was um a you know basically they gave me a beat CD I listened to it which was like a business card back in two thousands you had to listen to all of them and so I listened to it and it was like this guy's a fucking genius the instrumental to H to Izzo was on there I kind of thought that was great but I couldn't use it and there was a bunch of songs on there that became hits that's too bad because that's the anthem mm-hmm. <laughs> put your damn hands up mm-hmm. and so I um was super into him and so I, I made my manager make an introduction. I paid him seven grand, I think, for a beat, which is incredible, thinking now you can't even get him on the phone for seven grand. You can't uh, even get one of his T-shirts no, for seven no. grand. Yeah, the shoes are ten. And so I, um, we got along really well. We were, were, I would say we were friends. We saw movies together. We, 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 what movies did you see with Kanye We West? saw Master and Commander together. Oh. He, yeah. He loved that's it. That's great. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, Master uh, and Commander is fucking great. That's I why. don't remember liking it at the time, but for some reason I've liked it more. You're but wrong. Con- Master no, and Commander wrong. is like the... 
the Das Boot. It is good. It is good. But dad better, Kanye was right. Uh, like a gr- one of the truly great dad movies. He, and so we would two-way. That was the way you communicated as a hip-hop artist in the 2000s. We would two-way a lot. Like, he would two-way me if he was at Blockbuster and wanted to know a movie. I'd write back Ghost World. Three hours later, he'd write back, that's the best. You know, like mm-hmm. we had, like, a, a cool relationship, friend relationship. And so... Um, he and I would work on songs. One did get released called Armand Sante, Day, and then he'd help me on other things, and I'd help him on some things. But it was so early that like his his managers didn't even consider him a rapper. They right. just thought he was a producer. Don't rap for people. It was almost like he was telling me a secret. Like, yo, I rap too. Do you remember the song that he did where... Uh, Only mu- movie titles? Uh, no, I was going to say where he goes... We are the champions. Spend a lot of time in Hamptons. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the Kanye I knew as a rapper for a long time. Which is one of the reasons. I love that yeah, verse. When I he love asked that me, song. when he asked me to be on a song with me, I had my manager tell him no, which is such a bad regret now. But I just didn't think he was a good rapper, and I knew as through the wire came out and things came out, he got better. So that's fair. He got better. But he, we and him worked late into the night. And uh, it was the time that he talks about a lot, which is that he lived far away in Jersey with his mother's house and would drive into Baseline to record. And um, he, the train was leaving. And so he was like, hey, I got to go. I was like, no, nah, man, because we were like getting real, you know, fun, songs sounding great. And I said, stick around. I said, I got this budget. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put the car on it. And he's like, dude, that's expensive in the middle of the night. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. I, you know, and he's like, well, I'll have to pay you back. And I was like, no, don't. Like, don't worry about it. And he's like, no, I'm going to pay you back. I was like, all right. He had no money, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he would bother me every once in a while. Like, I'll pay you it back. I'll pay you it back. And then after a while, like, when someone owes you something and they keep telling you, you're like, yeah, hey, pay me back. Like, eventually. You know what I mean? Like, pay me back. You, you Sure. And then uh, when he became famous, we sort of lost touch. Hmm. Not, and not for any reason. Not like, oh, he got famous and I didn't. He was pretty busy with his season. Sorry. But he yeah, did, yeah he, he got another comedian friend. Uh, and so he just sort of disappeared. I disappeared. We went different ways. Uh, and the $300, it's about $300. Not exactly, but it's a little under. But yeah, he, that, that's an outstanding debt. Hmm. Yeah. And now with all this money he owes, I should be in front of the line, sort of. I've been there earlier. Have you thought about asking Mark Zuckerberg for the money? It's <laughs> <Yeah, that's> a good <laughs> idea. Just a tweet. You know what? I'm sorry to make fun of Kanye West. He's, he's amazing. He is great. I don't have anything bad to say about he's Kanye West. He's not Beastie Boys to you? No. Kanye West? Yeah. No, I fucking love Kanye West. I love West. him too. He's not that great at rapping. No. It's still. But yeah, I fucking love him. He's great for good reason. He's so talented. I mean, you know, and I, I talk about in the book, you know, Kanye's only one chapter, even though it's the title. It's it's just one story that you read. And and I talk about being an early stop for this train, and it's crazy. It's It's like... I don't know if you've ever been in these positions where it's someone who's going to eventually rule the world and you see way before it, but he still does things that like show you he could rule the world. Like, for example, if we would eat at a, a restaurant and a waitress would come up and she'd take our order and he goes, you know, I'm a rapper. Hmm. And she'd be like, what? And he'd be like, I, I rap. And she's like, okay, cool. And he's like, do you want to hear me rap? And she's like, uh, yeah, I guess. And then he'd be like, I'm gonna kill this. I'll pass me the pancake. Into... And I'm like, what? And then she's like, okay, I got to go uh, do another table. And it's, but he loved doing it. And, like, if he played music for people, he'd stand on it. Whoever it is, he'd stand on the table and rap along with it. And it's like he had this confidence that he didn't really care what your response was going to be. And that, and that, that's key when people start laughing at him when he plays Jesus Walks. Like, and I was there when very famous people laughed at Jesus Walks when he left the room. I don't think he cared. And that was the sign of, like, a very sure person that he was going to rule the world. And he did. Who was, was uh, the famous person laughing? Was it Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> it was, it was uh, weird enough. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Oh, yeah. He's like, Excuse me, I have to go make a piss Nike video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it was great. He's a great. I mean, he was an incredible artist to watch. 
Do you think that after Supreme Court hearings, when Clarence Thomas famously doesn't say anything, mm-hmm. he just laughs at the end? Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they leave? Yeah. As as they, oh, 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 oh. He's just sitting there soiling his robe. Yeah, he's not silent <laughs> at he's all. He's got a messy little secret. He's speaking in a different language. <laughs> yeah. Clarence got a messy little secret. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good uh, soul record. Yeah. <laughs> the famous Supreme Court case of n- new Nikes v. My Piss. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Got a real opinion on that one. Yeah. We'll be back in a just landmark a landmark case. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. The three of you enter a cave of a big red dragon and is standing over a horde of precious golden rubies. And he says, what do you do, adventures? I'm a dragon man. I cast fire on him. It's very good. I address the red dragon to say, us, we're the hosts of The Adventure Zone, a podcast about family playing Dungeons and Dragons. Very good synergy. Commit to the bit. I, I, <laughs> I roll to charm new listeners. It is very effective. <laughs> against all odds. Everybody, we're the Macroids. We host The Adventure Zone. It's a podcast where we play Dungeons & Dragons together. It's a comedy podcast. We don't take the rules too seriously because there's a lot of them and we did not take the time to learn them. Maybe listen to us. We come out every other Thursday on the Maximum Fun Network. You can find us on iTunes or on MaximumFun.org. I think this promo is a critical hit. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jen Zakarp, still the Jewish Jay-Z. Okay, I want to go over a couple things real quick here, mm-hmm. Jordan. Yeah. Number one, Max Funcon East tickets on sale right now at MaxFunCon.com. Great. Labor Day weekend in the Poconos, mm-hmm. driving distance from Philly, New York City, most of the eastern seaboard. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. It's going to be a fucking blast. Uh, we don't announce the lineup, but Jordan and I are going to be there. <laughs> um, we got a lot of awesome. We got a lot of awesome stuff planned. Uh, it's going to be a hoot. Um, uh, so that's thing number one. Thing number two: Me and John Hodgman are going on tour. Judge John Hodgman tour in September is going to be a delight again. The Northeast will be the epicenter of this tour. We got uh, shows in Massachusetts, uh, uh, D.C., Brooklyn. Uh, all the places that you would expect mm-hmm. in the great northeast of the United States of America. Uh, you can find all of the dates and info at MaximumFun.org. And also, just want to say, Father's Day is coming up. You guys know about that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. A day for daddy. Yeah, y'all y'all got to get something <laughs> for daddy, okay? Got, daddy got day, it. yeah. So my recommendation, put this on shop.com. Uh, we got all kinds of beautiful vintage things, uh, scarves, pocket squares, um, all kinds of beautiful stuff. And if you use the code full short, you get free shipping. So there you go. Can't lose. A triple dip of great advice. Mm. There you go. A double dip of great advice. <laughs> Okay, uh, you guys want to get into some calls? Yeah. yeah. When something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Let's take our first call. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, Go. This is Chuck calling from Chicago, uh, calling with a moment of uh, shame. Uh, I've been uh, working as a visiting artist in my daughter's uh, third grade elementary school class. And uh, we were building a uh, giant uh, tower of Rapunzel. And today, while I was leaning down to grab a paper towel tube, I audibly farted. 
in my daughter's third grade class. So I guess we're moving now. Um, it's going to be a shame to break it to my wife. Children laughed, covered their hands, covered their mouths with their hands, and and, and uh, tittered. Thank you. Nah, she's a princess now. I, I have a feeling that when this daughter, yeah, you know, this is going to be she's third grade, so, you know, this is going to be in 10 years, mm-hmm. brings the brings the prom date over. Mm-hmm. Prom date's sitting in the living room. Mm-hmm. Dad's doing his diligence, comes downstairs to meet the date. Mm-hmm. Date's going to say, Call oh. Call references. Oh, your fart dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fart yeah. dad. It's yeah. fart dad. Yeah. This is honest. I mean, it's it's a brutal story. I mean, I know that it's cute or whatever, mm-hmm. but like this girl's going to feel this. Yeah, this is years Absolutely. of therapy. This is this is stripper material. I feel like it <laughs> depends on how he played it off. Pretty soon, he's going to be a Mark McGrath's birthday party. <laughs> yeah. is that, that what you're saying? <laughs> Living it up. I don't know. I kind of feel like you know the red, white, and blue, the funny things you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. You know, America. This is you. Fun stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true that his story could have went so many other ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he was like, then I bent over and I reached over and I was like, Ooh! like yeah. I was like, where is this going? And then it went to farts. So it's true that it's not the worst pedophilic thing it could have done. Oh, you just assumed it was uh, going to be pedophilic? Or like a teacher boob or something. Yeah, I thought right. we were going oh, with face that. and boob. Or teacher something. boob. Yeah, I yeah. Thought he teacher was boob somewhere. was a teacher boob or split pants were the things mm-hmm. my, head, my yeah. head was going to. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, move away. That's right. good. Yeah. Or, I mean, just ask one of the other neighborhood dads to. Take one for the team. Go, in and go into the class. Well, you have to one up it. Right. You have you to shit your pants. Fart. Yeah, you have to you shit, shit your, your pants. pants or piss your Jordans. Piss your Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> no, the kids will be like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I know that from the internet. Everybody's pissing their Jordans. Tyler Oakley pissed his Jordans on YouTube. <laughs> I think I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of guys on Vine who will do it in six seconds. Yeah, yeah, but then get out real quick. Yeah, but they'll do like an offensive gay voice too. And you're yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, God, that felt racist. Yeah. Um, or they'll say, respect my Jordan pissing. <laughs> sure, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, I do think, though, that if, an, if, if it became his catchphrase... You know what I mean? Oh. Like every time the kid saw him, he was like, Always it's farting. me, Jeff, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it became part of his almost clown routine. It could work too. You know what my recommendation is? Custom license plate. <laughs> fart dad? F-R-T. F- I guess you can say no, fart, fart dad. F-A-R-T-D-A-D. It works. Yeah. 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 And just fill out that. You just have to fill. The thing is, is if you write in the thing. It's fart dad. It won't let you. If you write in the explanation that it's because you farted in your daughter's third grade class, they're not going to give it to you. You're going to have to say that it was a tribute to your painting mentor, <laughs> Signore Fartad. <laughs> yeah. Or you don't like your old art dad, F-Art dad. Yeah. Like, I don't F that guy. I don't like that dude. Sure. May, yeah. Maybe it's just kind of a a a general you know fuck you statement to the patriarchy like why are we going to college and learning about all these dead white men yeah, all right. these art dads <laughs> right, right. f them f those guys let's learn about some fart women of color also has there ever been a commercial with someone passing gas because i think you can get away with farted ad oh <laughs> <laughs> i think you get yeah, away some with kind of farted ad farted ad yeah, yeah. <laughs> an ad where someone farted. Yeah, yeah, well, someone gassed it. No big deal. Give me the plate. Yeah, F- farted. Dad was the Mexican Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, solamente. Fartid ad also sounds like a Persian name. Oh yeah, fartid yeah. ad. Could I think Persian. I grew up with fartid ad. <laughs> yeah, could be Persian. Mm-hmm. Let's take another call. This whole thing was really stupid. <laughs> I'm ashamed. <laughs> Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. Uh, this is Sam calling 
from Brooklyn with a momentous occasion. Uh, I was at the DMV, and uh, there was a Hasidic gentleman walking around asking people if they were Jewish, as they do. And normally I lie and say no, so I don't have to get into a confrontation with them. Uh, but today I decided to say yes anyway, and uh, I got a bar mitzvah right there in the DMV. So I guess I'm a man now. Thanks, guys. Bye. That's dope. That is great. DMV bar What mitzvah? kind of entertainment did you have? What was the theme? For me? No, oh, for him. this guy in the DMV. Waiting in line. Waiting in line is your theme. <laughs> if you if you have your bar mitzvah at a DMV, it's waiting in line. <laughs> right. Every table is a different number, one through sixty six. Those mm. are the numbers they call out as they get their lights, you know, candle lit. And then I, I can't imagine what the entertainment is. If you get bar mitzvah in the DMV, do you still have to do a passage from the Torah? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Or you, you just take eye a, test. You take a permit test. <laughs> yeah, you just take the permit test. That's yeah. how you get over it. You just have to remember that no one is allowed to carry a white cane unless <laughs> they are blind. Yeah. It's illegal. Illegal. Also, uh, that's having a bar mitzvah without the best part of a bar mitzvah, the $3,000 that every Jewish kid gets. It's, that's yeah. the ceiling and the, the floor. You don't make any more or any less than $3,000 no matter how rich or poor you are. Well, somebody at David Newman's bar mitzvah made my leather jacket that they stole off the Ooh. back of my chair. Oh, boy. Ooh. That was pretty fucked up. Yeah. That is fucked up. No kids came to school looking like uh, John, the host of Cheaters? No, I think it was like a, an uncle or something. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> the host of Cheaters? Yeah. Johnny Greco or whatever <laughs> it was? Yeah. Finally, a jacket, a jacket <laughs> luxurious enough to peer on television in. <laughs> Time to get Stabbed on a boat or whatever. <laughs> if that happened for real or not, yeah. he says that out loud. Uh, yeah. No, I, anyway, I should probably keep this to myself. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> and furthermore, I should keep track of my own life. <laughs> Maybe I should read my Wikipedia or look myself up on Snopes. <laughs> I was there, but I just don't remember if I was stabbed for reals Whoops. or if it was theatrical. Now, now to excuse me, I'm going to join these kids for the Macarena. <laughs> Probably around the time, right? Were you guys doing the Macarena at the bar mitzvah? Can I tell you something that really upset me about that fucking driver's test? Hmm. Sure. Okay, so, I, look, I passed the first time. This is not about me. I mean, bragging, sure. Mm-hmm. No, this is not about, but this is just, that's just truth. It's yeah. not bragging no, you're being honest. it's true. You're being honest. Look. I don't live in Hampton Yards. <laughs> <laughs> I really do love that song and that and that verse. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, there are a bunch of questions on the California driving test about blood alcohol levels, mm-hmm. and none of them say like how which of the following is too many drinks to be driving, or like let's say you're a 250 pound man and you have th- three whiskeys or whatever. It's all like 0.08, 0.12. Does that just presume that we all have our own breathalyzer that we <laughs> yeah. check in with before yeah, that's we not, get behind that's the not wheel? not really a driving question. I think they're just trying to discourage any kind of drinking and driving. I think be, from key, the, 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 maybe the idea is to keep it ambiguous so you don't even try. Don't now, even hold try on, it. Jordan. I happen to know for a fact that while you're not allowed to drunk drive— mm-hmm. It's a completely different thing if you're buzzed driving. No, I saw a bench. It's the same. I saw I saw a billboard that said buzz driving is drunk driving. And also Tinder gives you chlamydia. <laughs> I did see that also. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. How, what analogy would you use to describe the STD explosion in America? <laughs> oh, I would use I would, I would think it's a a silhouette featuring the Tinder logo kissing a Another silhouette that says chlamydia on it. 
Got it. Yeah. I think these are probably only local billboards. Listen, yeah. let's bring them all over the world, though. Take them with you on the con. You yeah. know what? I say let's bring this chlamydia. I, I, there is nothing. Let's get, the, let's get Bill Gates on the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Melinda Gates. Either one. Or Bill Gates' dad. <laughs> William Gates. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's get them on the line and let's bring those billboards with a a volcano exploding. Yeah. It's yeah. a syphilis explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's bring those to Africa. Let's bring those to Malaysia. <laughs> By the That's way, what these people need. I know this is regional as fuck, but that ad does look a lot like the Dianetics cover. It yes, really yeah. does. It looks very similar. Yeah. So uh, both both really problematic. I think th- I mean that's this company that th- I think this is the same company that's like an STD awareness yeah. company that does, you know, STD education in LA and they have a lot of audacious billboards. Yeah. Syphilis explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're number so- 2 in chlamydia, isn't that one of them too? Oh, it's a picture of the California bear and it says we're number 2 in chlamydia. I was always like oh, whenever one? I whenever I see that one Main. I think like, yeah, well we're the number 1 most populous state, so we're doing all right. Doing pretty yeah. good, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd like to think Wyoming is one and that's crazy. Yeah, sure. that is. That's bonkers. Everyone has two chlamydia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every child to chlamydia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, it's a Planned Parenthood. They're like, sir, your results are back. You have double chlamydia. <laughs> he goes, well, that's the average for our nation. <laughs> and walks away. That's true. Well, yeah. see you later. Yeah. Well, now, I made if you it. excuse me, I'm off to host cheaters. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'm talking to myself. Who am I? Uh, there. This company now has one. Uh, that is the Bernie Sanders logo, and yes. it says "Feel the Burn" B U R N question mark, and then gives the website to go to for STD treatment. Do you think they're the ones that also make the minority ones? Because those are rough. Oh, I don't think I have seen. Where those. it's just like uh, Mario Van Peebles yelling at you. <laughs> for... yeah, yeah, it just says like it's like very focused on how uh, the African American community community gets AIDS more frequently. It's like mm-hmm. very focused, but then the ads are they're startling as well. Like mm-hmm. they're very you know they're trying to get your attention. Yeah, yeah. I think these that we're talking about are trying to be kind of cheeky and outrageous. Yeah. Uh, I think they have some emoji ones now. Hmm. Anyway. Do you think it's working? Uh, I mean, I have gone down from three chlamydia to two chlamydia. Well, then get out of Wyoming. So <laughs> I've got triple crabs. Well, <laughs> off to Wyoming it is. <laughs> I can't wait for triple crab days at Red Lobster. <laughs> do, we have... wait, do you guys know if any horse ever did get the triple crab? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think old Itchy did. Okay, good, good, good. Because I, I knew it was a big thing in history if someone was going to get the triple crab. Yeah. And someone did, obviously. So uh, The last baseball player to win the triple crab was Jimmy Fox. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, I think it was Lenny Dykstra before him, though. There you go. Lenny Dykstra seems like he would get triple crab yeah absolutely well but uh, that was actually after his career when he was a successful car con wash man. entrepreneur <laughs> and con slash con man and eventual con man that's right <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jensen Carp, the Hebrew Hova. Jensen, get <laughs> get off your fucking two way. Yeah, sorry. I was I, the whole time we're here. Jensen Carp's on his sidekick, tapping yeah, still, away, mm-hmm. still talking to Fat Joe, just trying to figure out where we're going to meet up after this to talk about our civics, our souped-up civics. Uh, just trying to figure out what we're up to. Talk about our Sprite ads. <laughs> very, see, that was yep. very 2000s. That was very, the S to the P-R-I-T-E can. Yep, yep. It's a lifesaver when you need thirst quenching. Shit. Like a kiss were, with a lime and twist. Now you know that's kicking. Holy cow. Word. What? Uh, they sponsor the do? show, so they make us do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. this is just a regular part yeah, of the show. Yeah, I knew it wasn't to This specifically nice is, the Chris, this it, yeah. is the crisscross one. There was a good one. Uh, yeah. 
Hey, yo, Chris, yeah? What's that in your hand? It's the S to the P-R-I-T-E can. It's a lifesaver when you need thirst quenching like a kiss with alarm and twist. Now you know that's kicking. Word, drink up. Drink up is what I got to do. Why? Because I like the Sprite in you. That's amazing. I don't know why that's in my head. That's incredible. I know the uh, Tab Barbershop Quartet song. <laughs> <laughs> need my a Tab. I need a Tab. I know my. this is very obscure and only Jesse will think it's funny, but yeah. I, I, I know the Mellow Yellow uh-huh. one that Quo did. What? Do you not remember <laughs> Quo? No, oh, didn't. fuck. I was trying to go obscure kid rap group. Yeah. Oh, I went too far. Went too far. You have to remember. I That's was... uh, Clarence Thomas's YouTube name. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mellow Yellow. <laughs> Woody. Consistent shoes. <laughs> Fuck this. Okay. <laughs> Jensen Karp's book is yes. called Kanye West Owes Me $300. Mm-hmm. Colon and, the and other true stories from a white rapper who almost made it big. Got it. That's it. So and it comes out June 7th. Jensen, Jensen Karp. Formerly known as Hot Carl. Kanye West owes me $300, colon, the new batch. Yes, the new batch, right. It's kind of a fun, satirical take. And then in parentheses, it says farted dad. (laughs) (laughs) Farted dad. Yeah. Just in parentheses. Oh, man. You guys know about the beef between farted dad and Contine Floss? (laughs) (laughs) Who is the true clown prince of Mexico? (laughs) Is it Contine Floss or farted dad? Fartied ad, though. Fartied ad is in ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the nineteen sixties, Contine Floss versus Fartine Dad. That was that was sort of like if people don't remember that, and I understand oh. we have a younger audience. <laughs> Please, sure. it was sort of like the uh, El Cucuy versus El Piolín <laughs> sure. de la Mañana of the, the mid nineteen sixties. Absolutely, and it was a real yeah. battle. Yeah, you yeah. know how that is. Okay. Oh, fuck, this show is stupid. So dumb. We should quit this show, <laughs> Oh, yeah, good idea. What are we doing with our lives? I like that working on our night muse thing was pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, it all went downhill from there. Yeah. You, you really so, set us up and then know, we knocked some, him down. There's some good stuff in this one. Yeah, really knocked him down. Oh, okay, so Jensen Carp, there you go. Yes. Um, I look forward to future tweets. Uh, from people that say me and Jensen should have a rap podcast. I don't remember enough about rap music to have a rap podcast. What are you talking about? You just rap the Sprite ad from That's Criss-Cross. all I remember. <laughs> you know a ton. If That's I, all I remember. By the way, if I had a question about Bay Area hip hop, it's you or Moshe. That's no, all I can ask. You should ask Moshe or you should ask Andrew Nosnitsky. Ask yeah, well, Nas, Nas is crazy. Ask Nas about it because he knows. I'm too intimidated to ask Nas. Nas has a house built out of fucking <laughs> E40 bullies, cigarettes. <laughs> bullies with Fully's cassette tapes. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to host that. I'm. You know what? I'm going to. Uh, I don't think probably America really needs that uh, two white guys no. rap show. They really don't nowadays, no. <laughs> if you want appropriation, there's enough out there. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to do it for you. <laughs> do you guys uh, just want to run down the week's Marvel casting news? Yeah. yeah well, there's not enough of those either. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that... Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear who's in the hottest uh, new Marvel Cinematic Universe sure. extravaganzas. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, who's playing Spider-Man? Sure. It's Clarence Thomas. It's Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is your new Spider-Man. Really? Yeah, it's it's piss instead of webs. <laughs> it just he shoots from his, from his wrist, he shoots out piss. It's a crazy Spider-Man, but yeah. uh, it's pretty cool. What do you think about the decision to uh, to cast Sonya Sotomayor <laughs> as Daredevil? Well, you know what? She's got a vision, and he doesn't. Do so you think? Because yeah. a lot of people tell me that's just social justice warrior bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think she's got the she has this kind of 
wise Latina vibe Absolutely. that I think is perfect for Daredevil. And Marvel has always been gender neutral. She's a real her. New Yorker? She's a real New mm-hmm. Yorker, yeah, and so she doesn't take shit, neither did Daredevil. Yeah. It's a really good point. Well, we've settled we've settled all of that. And the mm-hmm. Lady of Justice is blind. Yeah. Sure. Oh. So, so Daredevil, it makes all sense. It makes sense. Uh Brian Fernandez, a.k.a. Sonny D, our producer, uh, laughing outside the booth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a put on. He's just like that. Um, uh, you can find us on Twitter, at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris, and at Jen- Jensen Clan 88 with a C. I'm not racist. So it's J-E-N-S-E-N-C-L-A-N 88. Mm-hmm. Like Cherry Clan. Yes. Speaking of how not racist you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, let's see. Hashtag at JJGo on Twitter. Join us on Reddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com where you can chat about the show. Uh, and on Facebook, join the Maximum Fun group on Facebook. Usually there's a nice nice chat about the latest Jordan Jesse Go there. Um, Max FunCon East tickets on sale now, MaxFunCon.com. Uh, and I want to thank – I've heard so – I've gotten so many nice emails from folks who I presume to be – uh, dairy and meat farmers mm-hmm. about the Beef and Dairy podcast. Um, uh, the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the newest show in MaximumFun.org. Uh, I had just had no idea that there were so many uh, uh, ag heads uh, in the audience listening to this show. But I, I've heard a lot of people uh, say it was informative. A lot of people say it was interesting. I've even heard from some people who, who thought it was funny, which I don't think is what they're mm-hmm. going for, but um, I was really impressed by so. Uh, if you're not one of those people who's already checked out the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, give that a listen. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, and we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.